milk of the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of his Son, Yahusha. Let's turn to 1st Kepha, chapter 2, and we're going to read, as we always do, the second verse. So we understand about going through the milk found in the scriptures. We use the scriptures translations. 1st Kepha, chapter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes desire the unadulterated milk of the word in order that you grow by it. Let us truly desire the true milk of the word so that we will spiritually grow. Last time we had um, seen Yahusha being born. And the Magi coming to Jerusalem to find him. And King Herios Herodias found out about what these Magi were asking. And his mind was coming up with all these ideas about what this meant. You know, he was wondering if he was going to be replaced. And he was willing to even kill his own children his sons, instead of have them be able to take his throne away from him. The people were also wondering about these things and what it could mean for them. King Herodias was evil, but didn't do anything impulsively to these foreigners asking about some new king. He was a thinker and needed more information. And I found out that he actually was an Edomite. So, of course, for those who know, an Edomite is one who is descended from Esau. Interesting, isn't it? Let's go to the Gift of Yah, chapter 2, and pick it up there. And for those that are still using the satanic translation words, that's Matthew. So let's read the gift of Yah, chapter 2, verse 4. And having gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him in Bethlehem of Yahuda. For thus it has been written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Yahuda, you are by no means least among the rulers of Yahuda. For out of you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herodias, having called the Magi secretly, learned exactly from them what time the star appeared. And having sent them to Bethlehem, he said, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, so that I too might go and do reverence to him. And having heard the sovereign, they went and see the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the child was. 
And seeing the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And coming into the house, they saw the child with Miriam, his mother, and they fell down and did reverence to him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. We see in verse 4 here that King Herodias gathered people that would be able to tell him about the Messiah and where he was supposed to be born. The king needed facts to make his next move. So he called all the chief priests, and a chief priest, by the way, is not a high priest. There's a difference between them. The chief priest in those days were the teachers. So he called all the teachers and he called all the scribes. And of course, the scribes were the ones who studied the law. The king brought in all those that would be able to find the answer. I find it interesting that he wanted to make sure that he got the right answer. This tells you what kind of a tactician he actually was. Now, before the king called the Magi from the east, he had gotten his answer about the Messiah. The king doesn't want the two groups to meet to protect his throne. It's very interesting the way he does that. You see, in the beginning of chapter 2, we see that these Magi show up in Jerusalem, and they're asking about this new king that had been born. And the king, Herodias, had heard about this king. I mean, and what these guys were asking, and these foreigners, these Magi's were asking about this new king. And so before he called them, he called together his, you know, chief priest and his scribes. Now, remember, the chief priests were the teachers of the people. And the scribes, of course, knew what the law said and, and followed the, I mean, you know, and, and studied the law. And so um, that's telling you that the king doesn't want the two groups to meet to protect his throne. So he found out they were asking questions. He went and found the answers to their questions. And guess what? After he found out the answer to the questions, did he have the chief priest and the scribes in the room with him when he called the Magi in? No, that's why it tells us what it does. So the king found out the place where the Messiah was to be born which was in Bethlehem of Yahuda. See, in verse 5, when he asked them where the Messiah was to be born, they said to him, in Bethlehem of Yahuda, for thus it has been written by the prophets. They're quoting Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Now, as we go through the milk of the scriptures, One of the things 
that we are learning is how the scriptures work, how the Father does things when going through the scriptures. And this is what it's talking about. As you spiritually mature, you have to have gone through experiences and examples. And as you do, you spiritually grow more and more mature in the word and understanding what the father expects from us and what the father does and how he teaches us as we grow more spiritually we've got to understand that or we won't understand and so just so you understand why i'm saying that is because in micah chapter 5 verse 2 I want you to turn there so that you can see something. This is very important as we grow spiritually through the milk of the scriptures. So um, the prophets in the old ways of scriptures that we are used to, usually Micah was towards the end. But in these... Um, in the scriptures translation, it's not that way. Uh, you're going to have to go, all the prophets are together. So find, you know, about the middle of the book of the Old Testament. And then you've got, um, you know, the major prophets. And then right after the major prophets, you have the minor prophets. Um, but there's stuff after that. So it's a little bit different. So go to uh, Finding Micah, which I will tell you what page it is on my book. And it's um, page 618 or 619 is, uh, is Micah. But we're going to chapter 5 of Micah. And I want us to read verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathath, you who are little among the clans of Yahuda, out of you shall come forth to me the one to become ruler in Israel, and his coming forth are of old from everlasting. Now, I read that to you because I want you to read verse 1. Now you are raided, O daughter of raiders. A siege has been laid against us. They strike the judge of Israel with a rod in the cheek. And then you've got verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrath, you who are little among the clans of Yehuda, out of you shall come forth unto me, one to become ruler of Israel. So this is letting you know that the first verse has nothing to do with the second verse as far as we're concerned right now, learning about where the Messiah is to be born. And that's the way it works. The Father has the prophets give little bits of information. Even in one verse, you'll find it. And then all the other verses around it may have nothing to do with that um, 
one verse regarding us today in doing the um, works of the kingdom, growing spiritually as we're supposed to do. So I brought you there, back there, so you would know and learn by experience that, yes, as you grow spiritually, there is at times where one part of a verse is used or one verse is used. And Yahusha taught us that when he stood up and was given the um, prophet Isaiah, the book to read in the synagogue one day, and he stood up and read the first part of a verse and then closed the book. He didn't continue to read the rest of that verse. And that showed us that, and he said, this has happened. You've seen this come to pass this day. And so he showed us that that's the way the Father works with the scriptures. Let's go back to the gift of Yah, chapter 2. So we see in Micah 5.2, the Messiah is going to be born in Bethlehem. We see that King Herodias has heard about the Magi, but he didn't tell the priests and scribes why he was asking about the Messiah. That's the other interesting thing that, um, you know, he just called in all of, he's the king, he could do what he wants to, and they had to do what he wanted them to do, and he was, he was a, a very evil man, and he wouldn't hesitate to kill you. So he calls them all in one day and asks them about the Messiah, and then sends them away. That's the way it worked. Verse 7, let's read it. Then... After he got his information sent away, all of those who would tell his people about this um, Messiah and the Magi, then Herodias, having called the Magi secretly, learned exactly from them what time the star appeared. So the king talked to the Magi in secret. No one else would hear this information. You see, that's how he protected his throne. He found out about threats. He found out information and no one else could find out that information to use it against him. And then he protected his throne. He asked them when the star appeared. So now we knew the place and the age of the child, roughly. Remember, the Magi were not under his authority, and he wanted no trouble with them, and he wanted them to tell him exactly where to find the child. So he was being friendly with them, and, and you know, that's, that is how evil people working for the dark side are. They try to get information from you, by being nice to you and trying to get you to, you know, uh, tell them things that they need to know that they can either use against you or use against someone else. Remember that. Verse 8. Let's read it. 
And having sent them to Bethlehem, he said, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me so that I too might go and do reverence to him. Let's recap. When the Magi arrived in Jerusalem, they asked the people in Jerusalem. They didn't go to the king. They asked where the new king was that had been born. Remember, the king found out about this. And then, so the king went and found the answer for them. You see, he's, it's all his plan. And told them to go and look in Bethlehem. So they were wondering where the king was born. The king brought in all of his, um, you know, teachers and people that would know what the prophecies say. And found out where it was. And the king told the Magi, you know, chummy chummy friends. You know, lying to them. He, of course, lied to them <laughs> and said he wanted to do reverence to the child also. They were foreigners, so they didn't know what the king was really like. But the people knew, including the priest and the scribes. So you see, if the scribes and the Magi had gotten together, um there would have been trouble, possibly, for the king. That is why he kept them away from the king, uh, from the Magi, so they wouldn't warn the Magi what his true intentions were. All oh, the, the priests and the scribes and anybody else in Jerusalem knew what the Magi was very capable of doing, including killing a child. Verse 9. And having heard the sovereign, they went and see the star which had seen they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the child was. The Magi went, now they left, they had their information, Bethlehem. And the star came back and directed their path until it stopped where the child was. Verse 10. And seeing the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. This verse tells you how the Magi reacted to seeing the star again. You see, it stayed hidden while they were in Jerusalem. Once they were on their way again, the star returned. Now, as new believers or immature believers... What we're learning from this is that we have to make sure that we know who we're talking to. Are they truly believers? What is it that they believe? Are they, what kind of people are they? Before we go spouting things and um, telling them things. You understand? See, these Magi didn't have any idea who the king was. But the father uses this to show us to be on guard. And also, as we will see, that 
if we mess up and, you know, don't really know who we're talking to, the Father can turn things around and take care of it. Verse 10, I mean, verse 11. And coming into the house, they saw the child with Miriam, his mother, and fell down and did reverence to him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They saw the child and referenced him and gave him gifts. Now, I found it interesting that they brought gifts. You know, the question to ask is why bring gifts? They didn't bring gifts to the king, you know, Herodias. And remember, they're scientists. They're people who not only read the Old Testament, they're not just Old Testament people, readers, no. They're scientists. They read all different kinds of books and charts and beliefs and stuff, and they follow them all, you know, all of them. And when they see a sign and a star, they put it together with the things that they know, and then they you know, follow through with that. That's all flesh thinking. So you have these magi who brought gifts, but they had seen a king, the king of, you know, the area, Herodias, but they didn't give him any gifts. So why did they bring gifts? And of course, they didn't tell him that they had gifts for um, the child. Why do you think that they brought gifts? Well, the reason why is because it's written in the Old Testament, Tilium, which is the Psalms, and that's it at the end of the Old Testament. So, um, so go to um, the uh, Tilium, which I believe is. Yeah, is before Ecclesiastes and Job, Yaiob, and um, Tilium. Okay, Michelle is the Proverbs. So we're going to Tilium 68. See, that's how these people did things. Um, they weren't being led by the spirit. They were being led by flesh, their flesh. But that's okay. The father can use that too, as we see here. And so you'll find out something interesting. Let's go to Tilium, chapter 68. And for those that don't know, it's the Psalms, 29. 6829. And it says, Because of your heckle at Jerusalem, sovereigns bring presents to you. See? They they would have found that. Now let's go to Tilium 72 and read verses 10 and 11. Let the sovereigns of Tarshish and the isles bring presents, the sovereigns of Sheba and Seba offer gifts, and let all sovereigns bow down before him, all nations serve him. So you see, 
These are the different things that these mad guys would have known about. And so in 68, it says presents were to be brought to this new king. And in 72, presents were to be brought to this new king and, you know, reverence the new king. Since they brought presents to this new king and yet didn't give any to King Herodias, this shows us there was another reason. And it had um, to do with what they knew about the Old Testament, which is these, you know, Psalms. They didn't have all of it, no, because they didn't know about what was written in Micah. So the offering um, made by the Magi was gold, frankincense, and myrrh, all of which are worth a lot of money in those days. These gifts could be sold to make their trip in haste that they would be making. So, you see, it was brought to Miriam and Yosef and uh, Yahusha because the father knew what was going to happen. And these gifts were brought. And the father provides a way away away for them these men were brought from afar to do works for the father no one else could take credit for how the father protected the child yahusha as a believer and a child yourself of elohim understand that the father will protect you and provide a way for you to do the works of the kingdom in this case, it would not be for 30 years. Yahusha would grow up, yes, 30 years later. And then his works would begin. Now, I want you to think back, you know, and see how the Father sent people in your life to bring you where he wanted you to be even non-believers or non-family members and brought you to where you are this day or brought you to the point where you became a believer. It all led up to that. And that's what's going on here with these offerings, these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now we know what happens because we have the scriptures to tell us. But at those at that time, they didn't know. They just, you know, Yosef and Miriam. And the father didn't uh, tell Yosef uh, about, you know, okay, you're going to have to save some money up and, and go on a long trip because Herodias is going to kill, want to kill your child, you know, or the child. And, you know, he didn't tell him that. He just said, take Mary as your wife and he did and that was that and so it's step by step but see the father provided a way that they had no idea what was coming ahead of them in the next few days or time so let's go to first kifa we'll pick it up next time from that point finding out what happened with the Magi and 
King Herodias. So go to First Kepha, chapter two. Our favorite verse here, the verse we use as we're going through the milk from the scriptures. Verse two says, as newborn babes desire the unadulterated milk of the word in order that you grow by it. As newborn babes desire the unadulterated milk of the word. That's right, the truth in what's being said, what we're being taught. That's the reason why we're studying the milk is because we have to understand what the Father has done, what the Father will do, how the Father does things, and you do that by examples. And we have the scriptures as our examples before we're actually taken out into the world. We don't know the future but the father does. 